Hello and welcome to another episode of Devs Do Something. So this episode will be our first ever gaming-related episode, and our guests today are two members of the Planet IX team. So for those of you that have never heard of Planet IX, we'll get into all the gameplay and things like that and just how it works uh, at the beginning of this episode. But it is one of the most popular games in the Polygon ecosystem. They have a really large community, and it even clogged up the network, I think, <laughs> for a short time uh, in early in its, its launch cycle. But this episode will be good for those of you interested in Web3 Gaming because we go deep into how their team has thought about building this game out. So we get into their smart contract architecture. They had to build over 50 contracts to make this happen. We went into where they decided to build their own stuff off the shelf and where they decided to integrate with other tooling. Um, we went into how they think about designing in-game economies, how they think about uh, the interoperability between the Web2 stack and Web3 stack. Planet IX is interesting in that they've decided to do as much as possible on-chain, where most of the gameplay is actually on-chain stuff, which is, is, is quite fascinating, right? I, I expected them to have uh, maybe a couple of features that are Web3 related and most of it just being a standard Web2 game, but that really wasn't the case. But there is, you know, a set of interesting uh, questions and things that they brought up around how the Web2 stack and the smart contract stack should interoperate with each other. So for those of you that are interested in designing your own games, for those of you that want to maybe write smart contracts that are related to gaming, I think this episode will be a fantastic introduction to you when it comes to this space. The Planet X team are very knowledgeable about this. They've been in the trenches. Uh, and yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy this episode. So sit back, relax, and let us know what you think. As devs, we all love hackathons. They're a great way to boost your skill set, meet other engineers, and add to your portfolio of work. At Superfluid, we've sponsored many hackathons and decided to start putting on a hackathon of our own, the Superfluid Wave Pool. This hackathon is a little bit different though in that it's continuous, it's always open. You can submit any project built on Superfluid at any point throughout the month and have a chance to earn thousands of dollars in prizes depending on how your project stacks up. In just the last couple of months, we've seen dozens of teams build really amazing projects that run the gamut from superfluid developer tutorials to full-fledged applications uh, to a proof-of-concept superfluid StarkNet implementation that we thought was really, really impressive. So we encourage you to check it out today. You can learn more by going to superfluid.finance slash wavepool. That's superfluid.finance slash wavepool. Happy hacking. All right, so we're here today with our inaugural Web3 Gaming uh, podcast episode on Devs Do Something. We have uh, Lucas and Emil from the Planet IX team. Uh, we're super excited to dive into your backgrounds, Planet IX, and some of your other thoughts uh, out there for Web3 Game Devs. But before we do that, I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves to our audience and, and let us know how you guys got into this, uh, this space. You want to go? Yes. All right. So, um, yeah, my, my name is Lucas uh, from uh, from Stockholm, Sweden. Um, bought my first uh, uh, bitcoins back when uh, when uh, when uh, uh, you, you could buy a pizza for ten thousand uh, uh, bitcoins. Uh, didn't hold on to them, of course. Um, got back into the game uh, uh, around uh, twenty seventeen or something like that. And uh, try to run, make that that uh, that nice run. Uh, made a real a lot of bad trades and stepped out again. And then went on full in again in uh, 2021 uh, with uh, with uh, arcade NFTs, NFTs, and uh, playable NFT project. Uh, basically, first uh, uh, one of the first gaming projects that that. Uh, uh, made made a little bit of a buzz um, before I found uh, Planet IX and joined full time here uh, and uh, yeah been going hard since um, October twenty one here at Planet uh, been a real interesting uh, ride. Yeah, um, my name is Emil. 
I'm the uh, smart contract lead engineer here at uh, Planet. Um, first, when I entered this company, I didn't know anything about uh, crypto really. I've heard about it. I've seen about it. I knew very little. little. Uh, I actually started on the on the backend side, and then I uh, um, tried to write some smart contracts and got introduced to that. Um, and uh, just uh, writing smart contracts and working on it uh, every day. Uh, yeah, basically, I'm just interested in technology. I'm less interested in the the crypto space. I find technology more interesting than the uh, kind of business side. I get it. I get it. Well, thanks for the background. Sounds like you guys have uh, maybe at least Lucas, you've been kind of an OG in, in, on the crypto side. And Amil, it sounds like you got into this just out of pure interest in the tech, right? You're in it for the tech, which is cool. Um, so I want to unpack what Planet IX is, how the game works, dive into some architecture decisions you guys have made, um, and then unpack some other things around best practices and things you guys have learned about like game development and building smart contracts for these kinds of things. But before we do that, can you guys give our listeners an overview for those who don't know, like what is Planet IX? Like, can you give us like a, a high level overview, like the gameplay, what's happening? Uh, I think that'd be really, really helpful for our listeners. Yeah, of course. So um, Planet IX is, is, uh, is more than, uh, than, than, just, uh, than just a game. It's, it's more of an e ecosystem with uh, uh, intentional four, uh, four, 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 four legs to, to stand on, basically. Uh, we have, uh, we have a, a digital rendering of, of, of the planet Earth, uh, which we've divided up into uh, 1.7 billion uh, uh, land parcels uh, called uh, PICs. Uh, these picks are NFTs that users trade to to build to build territories. Um, so uh, that's that's one of the legs. We have the uh, trading, trading and building uh, building land basically. Uh, um, then we have a, a free to play uh, section uh, leg that is. Uh, uh, where you where you basically farm and and utilize uh, your land, um, you farm different uh, assets and build uh, and uh, to get to more valuable resources, basically. And then we have our GameFi uh, DeFi section for everything that surrounds the the IX token, um, where we have a, a basically full full offering of of. Uh, of uh, various staking, staking solutions of NFTs and 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 token staking, uh, and the fourth leg is supposed to be uh, which is not live yet, which is competitive competitive uh, PvP gameplay um, with the token as as the backbone uh, of it all, with with high price pools. So all of the tokenomics um, uh, or a big part of the tokenomics. Uh, is 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 fueling fueling the competitive gaming, uh, competitive competitive gaming side. Um, but it goes a lot deeper, a lot deeper than than this. Uh, there is uh, the the whole ecosystem is is built on on several. Uh, I think we have nine uh, in-game corporations that that uh, in their own way. Uh, offer different uh, solutions in the game where you can where you can uh, uh, you can either trade on the marketplace or uh, uh, upgrade your assets, build construction. Uh, you can uh, there's a lot that we have Lucky Cat that does does the raffles and it's a big 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 ecosystem. And these corporations are also uh, owned by by the players, uh, where there is governance in the, each uh, each of the corporations. So it goes it goes quite deep. Yeah, it, it definitely does go quite deep. Can you can you give our listeners like the uh, 
the the brief overview of like the narrative as well because i think that'll help tie things together like what's like the corporations and the yeah. land like the narrative helps yeah definitely so so um the whole uh the whole idea of of planet ix is is that the hu- humans today continued on on this on this pathway where uh uh, basically, the destruction of, of Earth is is uh, is upon us. With with all of the uh, how how people are are you know overconsuming and, and it's not sustainable the way you know people live live today. Basically, uh, so so the Earth is destroyed and the, the humans have to leave Earth basically and uh, find a new a new home. And uh, they go into hypersleep, and 400 years later, this AI on board uh, has—they have found a new planet, uh, which uh, could uh, uh, host uh, life once again. And uh, ironically, this is the same planet. It is—it is the planet Earth. Uh, but all of the data, all the history, like all books, all everything has been erased. So nobody knows that they were there before. Um, so the, the, the planet is, 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 is basically destroyed, filled with trash and toxic waste. And, uh, you can't, uh, go down on the planet yet. Uh, uh, the, the players called agents of change need to start cleaning up the planet. So the, the free to play version, the far, the farming game right now, the players are farming waste. And converting waste into into uh, uh, more valuable assets to build and create energy, so they can uh, basically start cleaning up the planet. So if you go onto the uh, onto Planet IX, you will see it has a very very dark dark theme, like super dark. Like it's it's very uh, <laughs> everything is just black basically. And uh, uh, but the plan over time is that every, uh, uh, the planet will flourish once again. And uh, yeah, look really cool. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think that's that, that's helpful. That that ties it together. It's it's definitely very creative. You guys have, have done a great job with the, the storytelling, I think. Um, and I know that's a lot of work too, putting those things together. So kudos to you on that. Um, I'll, I'll put links to like some of the YouTube videos yeah. in the show notes so that people can kind of get an idea of what's going on. But when it comes to the game itself, right? So there's a lot going on, right? You guys are really building more than a game. Like you guys are really doing a lot of world building, right? This is more than just like, all right, some simple gameplay. This is like, you have a, you have a lot going on. You're building an in-game economy really. Um, can you walk us through like the high level architecture of like, like where, where are the, where are the crypto things and where are like the traditional gameplay things, right? Like I think, it sounds like the PvP gameplay, if I had to guess, that's going to be more just like pure like, like game development, right? Like other game development would be. But it sounds like there's a lot of smart contracts and Web3 things interjected throughout this whole space. So I'd love for you to just give us like a general overview uh, within these four legs. Like what exactly here is Web3 stuff and what's just more like traditional game dev stuff yeah so uh, i mean everything is built around uh, around the the ixt uh, the erc20 token that uh, is the native token of, of, of planet ix so we try to tie the uh, tie most of the game like almost everything in some way into into uh, you know the supporting Supporting the token in 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 some form of uh, in some form of way. Um, all right, but if if we start with the with the with the with the land part and the uh, uh, the marketplace and the picks, um, this is where we uh, we host. This is where the biggest bridge to Web two uh, is uh, basically today. Uh, we're, we're hosting. Uh, um, we have a bit quite a quite uh, sophisticated backend that uh, uh, basically keeps keeps track of, of all the land land parcels, so to show it in the in the right way on on the front end, right? Um, but all of these land parcels are also uh, meant to be uh, NFTs, 
um, and we we started out with with uh, you know we sold on on pre-sale we sold we sold about 300 million land land parcels uh, and uh, when we went live in in uh, November 21 we we started to mint all these NFTs right to to the users uh, as uh, the game should be uh, we we have we wanted everything basically to be to be on chain but uh, what we figured out quite fast was that this is not sustainable like we can't mint 300 million nfts it's going to take like it's going to take years and uh, <laughs> polygon uh, network is not uh, it, it we we basically choked up the whole network and it costs it costs a fortune and uh, we need to find another solution so um what we did was to uh, uh use merkel merkel roots basically to to uh um to attach you know fix to to a certain wallet so that the users themselves could mint the nfts on demand like when they were needed so uh, when you do a trade today on on the marketplace, if I buy a piece of land from somebody, uh, then the NFT is is minted on that first trade, for instance. So uh, we have big parts of the map is 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 off chain, while uh, um, the the bigger pieces of land, the territories that you that you built, they are all uh, uh, NFTs basically on chain. Um, that's basically the only off-chain thing we have right now. Uh, the whole farming game, the whole uh, mission control, as it's as it's called, where you where you farm waste, you turn it into uh, biomods or astro credits, and build facilities to to get energy. Like uh, all of that is 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 very sophisticated. Uh, a very sophisticated uh, a bunch of smart contracts that that hold everything together. Um, and everything is on chain. The, the, you can run the whole uh, mission control game through uh, a block explorer. Um, we have set up some uh, some uh, some small blocks to make sure that people go through our front end. But uh, in theory, you can play the whole game uh, through a block explorer. Um, so uh, all the data and everything um, is just co smart contracts interacting with each other. Um, so the philosophy before it, we started was to have the game be alive even after uh, this company may ha has died. So, uh, but uh, I guess that's not entirely true right now because we, we use Chainlink and Chainlink needs funds for uh, verifiable randomness, but. Um, but the whole mission control is on on chain, and there are no uh, off chain parts to it. Mm. Yeah, which is uh, which is a uh, we we think it's very cool. Like, uh, uh, but it it comes with with uh, you know limited uh, user experience as well, and uh, and a lot of other hurdles like uh, uh, gas fees. For instance, like uh, there can be if if there's a lot of other action going on 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 Polygon, uh, we we do see a drop in in uh, in farming, for instance. Uh, since it's it's an economy, there there, there it comes to a, pro a point where it's not worth collecting your waste if you want to sell it directly on the marketplace um, because it uh, it costs uh, more to farm it than than to uh, uh, you know to sell it. If 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 Gwei is, is up at uh, two three hundred, then then uh, then we do see a lot a big a big drop in 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 the farming section of the game. Um, that's also good for the economy, I guess, since it's all about supply and demand. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. On the, on the topic of scale issues, I think you guys are running into problems that. I don't know if anyone has really ever run into it at, at the scale you're operating at, right? The number of interactions, like 300 million NFT mints, 
I don't think anyone's even ever considered that or, or, or had to build a system to enable that necessarily. Right. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of NFTs. Yeah. Um, it's only 30% of the map too. Like, so the, uh, there's still a bunch of, uh, of picks to, uh, uh, to be sold. Um, but yeah, like it doesn't really make, make sense to, to mint that many entities, uh, either. I would say if, if you want to do everything like pure, pure on chain, it doesn't make sense. But, but for the sake of, of our game's progress, like, uh, it didn't make sense. I think there is some virtue to having everything on chain and every action that the user takes and every asset that the user owns, it, it is truly his, even the smallest part, even the, a single waste, it is his, uh, uh, so I think there is some virtue to that. Yeah, I Definitely. think so too. But then, then you would need you would probably need to find a a, a, a solution where uh, maybe you're not on one of the main main networks. Maybe you have your own network, or or working on a on a uh, on a subnets or or supernets or or some form of uh, layer three solution or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the scaling specifically, like let's say that there is another team out there listening to this that you know everyone everyone wants to have a bunch of users, right? Let let's say they succeed, just like you guys have succeeded so far, and they kind of get the kiss of death, and that there's just there's so many people that want to use it that it starts causing problems. Like, how do you advise? Like, how would you advise another team that's maybe a year and a half behind you guys to start thinking about this? Um, is this like, you know, start looking at taking some of your on-chain functionality and like bringing it off-chain if possible? Is this like, you know, go find a brand new empty chain to work on? Is it go to a subnet or like an app chain? Like, how do you, I mean, how would you advise another team to, to think about that? Um, I think like first and foremost, if you want to build a game, on chain, you should aim to provide value and make the game fun and make people enjoy it. If if uh, people enjoy the game and want to play it and don't think about the money that they're spending, uh, I think this is the the, the first issue that that need, needs to be solved and the, the first uh, thing that you should think about. And after that, you can try to solve all the other problems with the scaling problems. Uh, if you have built a product that you that player seems to like, uh, you will inevitably run into some issues where you will uh, uh, pay a lot of money to Chainlink maybe for random uh, numbers, and then you 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 try to find some solution for that. Either you you keep on doing that solution, try to do some uh, optimization, or or you. Uh, or you cut your losses and do some computations off chain. It depends highly on the on the game, also. I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's there's also like, I mean, users are users are are important. Without without users, there is. Uh, uh, it's very hard to to uh, to succeed. So I mean that that's that was one of the main reasons that we we chose uh, Polygon uh, at uh, uh, on, in the, in the last bull run. Polygon was a, was a clear uh, number two after after Ethereum, and um, their setup is. We liked we liked everything about their setup as well, but that's where all the uh, liquidity was. And uh, depending on what time of game type of game you you want to build, uh, like we we built our core game around around uh, around trading and uh, and uh, asset farming um, uh, around around the token, um, which which uh, uh, comes in the end comes down to. Uh, uh, volume basically like how much how much vo- volume can happen on on our on our platform uh, so if you if you want to build a game like that uh, then then uh, you either need to go and find all your users before you even launch 
at, and then you can basically launch wherever you want, I would say. But if, if you're trying to tap into some uh, existing uh, market, then uh, definitely uh, going with like on one of the big ecosystems is, is, is probably, or, or an ecosystem that, that is, that is uh, uh, growing, um, a, a chain that, that is growing would definitely be uh, a piece of advice for me. Yeah, and, and when you're building games on uh, on chain, you also have a lot of power to, like, it's it's hard to build on chain because of the the, the gas gas issue, and that you have to keep that in mind all always. But you have a lot of power to to uh, to steer where who who pays um, who pays the gas in in different areas. So uh, maybe maybe in some areas you can. Uh, you can make some backend, do some interaction every every day, uh, and then you will take take costs off of the players. Or maybe you want to make uh, more place more burden on the players and make them mint their own own assets. Um, and uh, maybe you want uh, on verifiable randomness with, with Chainlink, and then the company has to to have that burden and pay for that, uh, or so, so it's a lot of engineering in very on each um, on each feature where you have to decide uh, where you who who will hold the burden for for paying the gas. Basically, I think that's like a, a core issue that you always have to keep in mind. Yeah, but if 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 you if you have a great game idea and uh, and and uh, proper funding, then then. Uh, uh, setting up setting up setting up on a on a uh, you know your own your own uh, uh, supernets or, or or subnets and and um, uh, making all the transactions on chain but having your backend as a moderator with your own gas token like th- that's that's definitely a, a very good uh, solution I would say uh, as well takes away uh, like that's not like you know, pure decentralized uh, <laughs> strategy, but uh, to make a, a enjoyable, like you know, real game that you actually, you know, you, you play, you run around, you shoot, you kill, whatever. Um, uh, that's probably a way that, but that you need to explore uh, at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think your 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 comments around the who pays for gas fees are interesting as well, right? Because that there are little ways that you can improve the user experience to like again, like if you're if you're you have to be maybe a little more well funded to be able to start sponsoring gas fees and things like that. But if you can do that in certain areas, it can help alleviate the pressure that some of your users might feel if gas fees become a bit of a problem. So I think that's interesting. Um and tons of good advice in there about how to think about that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there are also um, occurrences where where you're trying to to do as few transactions as possible because transactions kind of ruins the immersion a bit. And uh, in some cases, you you may you may have the possibility to make two transactions uh, that that makes things uh, uh, easier or cheaper. But you kind of don't want to do it because it it ruins the the value of the game, I'd say. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, weighing pros and cons on almost every feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a UX consideration that other other uh, game devs do not have to think about, right? Have you guys? I don't know how much you followed some of like the account abstraction uh, stuff that has been pushed or come out recently, but there's a lot. In that general world, we've done several episodes on, on the topic with people from all over the industry, right? Whether it's like smart contract wallet providers or people that are building like meta transaction support and stuff. Are you guys planning to implement some of these these new UX patterns into your gameplay? Things like um, uh, like like bundling transactions, setting up paymaster contracts to pay to pay for gas directly. Uh, smart contract wallet support like have you guys looked into any of these account abstraction things and like 
how do you see them as being potentially useful for people like yourself? We are looking into them. Uh, we don't have, I wouldn't say we have a short term plan of, of, uh, of, 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 of implementing, uh, but there, there is definitely a lot of things that you can, you can do there. And I think it, it, uh, it I mean, there's all, there's all forms of ways that, that you can uh, you can make the user experience a lot lot easier. Uh, I would say it all like a lot a lot comes down to trust, <laughs> to trust also in in the end because the yeah you know the the space the space today can be very 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 uh, devious like uh, there there's a lot of you know puffed. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Puffed up, puffed up scams like that look really good, uh, but uh, uh, you know, and uh, you look at a project and you, it looks pretty good, and then you look uh, a month later and and the liquidity is gone, um, and the site is is down. Uh, so um, I think you need to be really careful when looking into looking into all of these uh, all of these solutions that are you know more user friendly but takes away some form of security um, we saw just now we saw the the uh, was it, I, I think it was uh, one of the hard wallet providers right they they went out and 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 came with a solution that you could you could recover your seed phrase with your with your ID uh, they, that got like that's from a from a pure like safety perspective, that's 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 horrible. Like it's really dangerous. Like somebody could actually you know fake your ID and get your get your seed phrase. Uh, so they rolled back that uh, that launch. Uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. <coughs> um, but yeah, so so all comes down to trust in the end. I mean that's why we we try to make everything on chain as possible. Uh, to to really establish the, it's not pure reason why, but one of the reasons why is uh, because we really want to you know establish trust in 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 the market and and by having uh, everything um, uh, on chain, it's 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 very uh, you know everybody can can uh, look into it and dissect it how much uh, how much they want and. Uh, uh, if you do that with us, you will find uh, uh, you will find that everything is is very, very, very uh, well built. Yeah, I love it. You're definitely right about sometimes it being kind of difficult, especially for new users to like actually identify whether or not something is trustworthy or not. Like uh, good branding does not necessarily mean that uh, the thing is not going to rug you. So <laughs> I guess that's like a good disclaimer. But. <laughs> I mean, on the, on this topic though, like like different tooling and things that can make things easier, right? Uh, you know, you guys had to put to put together a lot, right? So, I mean, you have trading features, you have NFTs, you have other things around gameplay that you needed to figure out. What did you decide to like build yourself, and what did you like just take off the shelf and integrate when building out this this backend system? I mean, let's maybe focus on the smart contract stuff because I'm assuming like the traditional backend stuff is more like traditional Web2 backend infra. But yeah, we'd love to just understand, like it sounds like Chainlink was one thing. We know Superflu is another thing. Like what was the general stack of things you integrated on the smart contract side? Mm, like, mm, we, we utilize, because we, we move pretty rapidly and we... Uh, develop a lot of contracts. I think we have about 50 contracts now uh, for different in-game features. Um, we utilize Open Zeppelin. Uh, that uh, makes it possible to, to upgrade contracts, basically. Um, most of the contracts, we it, it's basically just um, our own code uh, where we where we have setters for different, different values. So the contracts, uh, Handle handles themselves or the, with the user interactions, so we don't have to interact with them much. They need very little, almost no no, no off-chain data, um, and we have uh, we utilize Connext for uh, 
for bridging. Um, so we have some some assets on Ethereum where people can uh, stake their uh, planet assets there, and then they will uh, get some uh, some benefits on uh, on the mission control or inside planet gain on Polygon. Um, and then we have uh, a chain link uh, where we utilize uh, automation and uh, VRF. We utilize the VRF for uh, yeah, the, the uh, verifiable random numbers. Um, we utilize that a lot because uh, it's fun with probabilities. It's fun to throw the dice and see what you get. Uh, so, um, uh, and uh, we have Superfluid, of course, where where you can exchange our IXT token for Astro Gold, and uh, with this uh, Superfluid token, you can then uh, stream it, or you can you can use it as you rent to to pay for tiles and mission control uh, that gives uh, different benefits, and where you can place drones and facilities and uh, generate resources. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of a lot of things. Um, we built mo most, like most parts uh, ourselves, like uh, with uh, uh, together together with a uh, with a Web three partner that's been basically with us from 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 the beginning. It started by uh, uh, you know working together with with us and. Uh, as we come to different points in in the development uh, uh, for different game features, uh, there there are you know uh, really big brands uh, projects in the space that has you know uh, spent years on on developing uh, different uh, in infrastructure, different Web three in infrastructure, and uh, uh, a, a big like. We could also, you know, build build the uh, randomness, uh, you know, on uh, through VRF, I guess. But partnering up with 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 big uh, with with big brands gives uh, both a, a very good product, but it also uh, gives a lot of legitimacy in in uh, in the space, which is uh, equally, you know important uh, in the stage where we are uh, where we are today so uh, i mean w when you're building if somebody has something that 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 you know takes it also it's also a cost thing like and a time thing like, uh, do we want to spend time building building uh, uh, this our, our ourselves or is, is it worth uh, you know going together uh, and uh, uh, with partner that that has a, a really good product to uh, uh, integrate it into the platform in some way, and uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, we're working with Alchemy, with uh, uh, with Chainlink, Superfluid, Connext, uh, and uh, and a few other uh, partners as well on on uh, uh, on some on some web uh, web three things. But we build most most uh, most of the things are ourselves basically nice yeah i think that's good advice right it, especially on the legitimacy point i think that's an under appreciated factor right um so i think you know i think people should probably follow your lead there um but on the tooling side like okay you guys had to build a lot of stuff yourself <laughs> and you've been kind of pioneers with within this space of like web3 gaming right but what kinds of tooling do you wish existed you know like like when you guys started building and you realized oh man we have to build this and this and this and this thing is there anything that you just wish you could have taken off the shelf that would have made your lives a lot easier i think testing testing on chain testing out deployed smart contracts is pretty hard it's it's pretty hard to it's you can do it but it's tedious to to follow the flow and know each value at each point in the uh, in a transaction, um, so it can be kind of hard to debug. So the the, the probably easiest way to to debug uh, smart contracts 
is to, to, to have a lot of tests and uh, you run it locally, but there's always some differences, even though you're trying to, uh, to have them uh, as equal as possible, it's, it's almost impossible. So we do a lot of, uh, yeah, we, we, we run a lot live of, testing. <laughs> no, we, we, so we have local tests, uh, that, that we run and we also have the whole ecosystem set up on testnet, um, where we also do tests, but somehow, uh, bugs find it through sometimes. Um, but not, maybe not, not on the smart contract side, but one, uh, one tooling side that I think is missing from the web three space is, uh, is, uh, some nice tooling to, to interact with users right now we're we're utilizing a MetaMask browser. Um, so, and I'm not sure if there is any, so, so there basically aren't any, any web three apps. It's hard to make a iPhone app that gets uh, placed in the app store, uh, where you can make transactions. So we utilize MetaMask browser and it, it's, it's not that it doesn't look that good. You have like big bars on the, the upper and lower end and, and you're contained to, to making a browser game basically. Um, so some tooling to make uh, apps would be very beneficial for the whole space, I think. Yeah. But the, uh, the app thing, the whole like Apple or, or, uh, app store, they have, uh, they also have re- re- ridiculous, uh, um, uh, it's they have they have crazy uh what's what's it called they, the policies they, are bad you know they they, yeah. bridge, they want to take a cut of the gas fees for instance which is crazy like it just doesn't make sense like it, it, yeah but, but maybe because it's an in 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 app purchase uh, kind of thing maybe metamask could could provide some uh, some app store or uh, like inside their app or or something similar yeah so they MetaMask is actually releasing a SDK now, uh, which uh, uh, there are some like testers on it. We've actually been invited to to uh, to be one of those, and with that, it would be you would be able to play the game from like uh, um, uh, from from the Chrome browser, for instance, and have a nice interaction with 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 actually signing signing messages, uh, which would be a big big step forward, but uh, I would say the 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 wallet the wallet is a big is a big uh, you know UX blocker like uh, having integrated the wallet solutions into the platform would definitely be a, a big big win for for the web web three space um, uh, without but, yeah yeah uh, but uh, there are some like maybe engineering workarounds you could do maybe. A user can enter your site and do do some transaction to to enter fees to a wallet, and then when they play the game, it all happens off chain. Uh, but the the company then does the transactions uh, uh, without the, the user noticing it, so they have prepaid for the transactions. Basically, maybe something like that is the the next big thing, trying to reduce the uh, all the all the hurdles and all the uh, friction for web three users. I yeah. Think that's the, the main issue right now. Like savvy web three users don't really like, they, they like the map, they, 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 they enjoy the browse, the, the, the wallet, like it doesn't really matter, but it, it, what we're all trying to do is to onboard new people. Right. So, uh, for, for, for normies to come in, uh, that's definitely one of, I would say one of the biggest, biggest hurdles in, uh, in web three today. Um, but yeah, what was what was it you started with saying? You said. Um, uh, so he said that one thing that's actually interesting, Amil, that you brought up was this idea that basically running like complicated integration tests with smart contracts is really hard because it's extremely difficult to simulate the actual environment. I think that that's a really interesting problem. I went to GDC a couple of months ago and there were a couple of teams there that were building like more like 
broad scale simulation stuff on how to like simulate what the actual like in-game economy would look like. But I, I do think to your point, man, it'd be nice to have the ability to like test in prod without having to actually literally test it, test in prod. You know, you want to see what it's going to do in prod. Yeah. Right. So I'm with you. Yeah. There. So we, we utilize tenderly a lot where we can simulate transactions and, uh, and uh, view previous transactions and kind of see them, but uh, it's it's not very it's it's pretty rough and not very user friendly. It, it takes some time, but uh, it could be done a lot better, I think. Yeah, I mean, because like, because of all like we've come a, a pretty long way now. Like how how we are re releasing. Uh, features, uh, new contracts, new NFTs, like how we're doing that now compared to how we were doing that uh, a year ago or one and a half years ago is it's like uh, day and night. Like now if we have pretty, pretty, pretty smooth, uh, uh, smooth launches. Um, but the, uh, a year ago, <laughs> like the, the, the community, they are, you know, they have been, been through a lot of, really exciting uh, uh really exciting live testing uh, releases basically um <laughs> yeah so one thing that we, we do to try to hedge for for uh, for bugs uh in the game so we have a big ecosystem with a lot of contracts a lot of stuff is happening a lot of users are interacting with it um uh, is that we are trying to make Every value we, we don't hard code any values. Every 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 value is a variable. Uh, every constant is uh, settable, uh, so so we can read them on the contract, and uh, we in that way we can uh, uh, have a better understanding of what is happening if something goes wrong. So try to have have everything public. It gave, it gives more transparency for the users and. Uh, also help us out uh, when uh... but i think i think all of that makes sense this, and that's that's interesting advice too as well to just make everything public so the traceability is easy um a lot of our listeners are, are tenderly fans as well so they'll probably they'll probably sab with you on that one but uh one you know we're getting you know a little bit closer to to the end of our hour here but one question that i, I really wanted to make sure that i asked you guys is whether or not you have any advice for teams that are interested in the, in the same kind of world building that you're doing, right? This, this design of an in-game economy is really hard. You know, you mentioned like our initial, our initial couple of questions were around like your four legs, right? We talked about these different things you've had to build in. So I'm curious as to whether or not you have any just general advice for teams that are trying to bootstrap and build these economies, right? I think there's probably a lot of different ways you could approach this, but insights from someone that that's been in, in the arena would be helpful i think i think it depends a lot on what type of game you want to build and what features you want to build but like some some general advice i'd say is absolutely sim simulate like simulating your whole economy because then you can estimate like how many assets will be will be live in the market at a certain point given uh, x amount of users uh, so I'd, I'd say simulation is uh, uh, a great tool to uh, to uh, to estimate how the market will will move, uh, and if you have great simulation tools, you can have you can have a lot of uh, variables and uh, different parameters that you take into account. Um, uh, and so, of course, the, the, this question depends a lot on what type of uh, economy you want to build, either. Uh, if you want to build like a traditional game economy, I think uh, like like in World of Warcraft, where they release in expansions, where the you release some assets and it is uh, very hyped in the beginning. The the, the uh, supply is very low and the price is very high, and uh, when the players play a lot. Uh, the supply goes up and the, the price goes down over time. And then after maybe a year or two, uh, another, um, another uh, expansion gets released with, with new assets uh, where people can start to enjoy the new expansion with the new assets. So basically the, the old assets gets, 
for, forgotten or, or stay in that old expansion. Um, yeah, the expansion model is interesting. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll also probably advise not to go into liquidity pools or like any any pools where you put put uh, money into a pool and then you double it the next day because that uh, doesn't make sense economically. It creates uh, very high inflation. Uh, yeah, not a big fan of that. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the the two thousand percent APY wasn't real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it, it, in the end, it all comes down to supply and demand. Like that's that's the key key uh, you know the key thing in in uh, in economics, and uh, so that's a very important part of, of, of the economy so you know create burns create a lot of use cases for these for these assets that are uh, you know that have that have heavy heavy uh, uh, growth in in supply yeah but i mean deflationary assets are very trendy right now especially in crypto um, but i don't think just because a asset is deflationary it it creates more value uh, I think you can go with other types of economies like the World of Warcraft uh, economy where where you have uh, inflationary assets. Uh, we have inflationary assets in our uh, in our uh, mission control, uh, but you can build upon them and add more features upon it. Exactly. Seasons is a great, great, or seasons or, or patches or, or, or expansions or whatever you want to call it is a, is a very, very great, good, good technique to, you know, bring the field together again. Like in, if you build a play to earn ecosystem, like being early into that ecosystem uh, is, you know, favorable. Uh, and with, with, with seasons, etc., you can, you can, uh, yeah, you know, you can restart. You can restart the season, um, but that is not really possible. Like World of Warcraft expansions, that's what I mean with uh, you know restarting a, a, a season. Basically, meaning the the old items that you farmed, they they might give you uh, you know some advantage, but uh, they won't uh, uh, they won't automatically make you you know king of the game. Uh, this next season, you have to, you know, you have to play again. Um, yeah, so, so the, the, I, th I think you, you can go for a deflationary style. It's very hyped right now. Maybe you get some attraction just because it's deflationary. But uh, I would say it's very specific on the, the game uh, that you're trying to build uh, and try to suit it for that. But building in seasons and and uh, or or expansions, like everything in our ecosystem is is around. Like everything is about the IXT in 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 the end. Like that's 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 the token you want to get to. That's uh, that's what we're we're building everything around. And that that long term token, like you don't you don't have a reset button on that. So really think hard plan it out uh everything from how 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 it's how it's released to uh you know over uh, with vesting and airdrops and uh, what tokens should be uh you know put into what what pools like a lot of thought needs to go into something like that like it's it's that will be the backbone of of your of your game like if if like how how the gaming world you know is 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 moving a little bit it, it is towards monetization of 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 your of your gaming assets or your gameplay or or whatever and all of the games would probably have you know their own their own tokens so building an ecosystem that supports a good health for your token is uh, is is a very I would say is is my biggest advice. Super useful, super useful advice. I think there's a lot in there that people can uh, at least start thinking about if they're considering building something like this. 
Um, last question for you before we wrap. How do you see Web3 gaming evolving in the coming years, right? It seems like a lot of people in, tra in the traditional gaming space are definitely keeping their eye on what's happening here. A lot of people, at least that, that I've talked to recently, that, that work like full-time in crypto are interested in this as a, like a potential area to actually get, get users for some of the things that we've all been working on for a while. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you guys see this, this space evolving? I personally see it as, uh, as either, either, either people go over to Supernets and build their entire game on Supernets where they can tr control all the parameters and the, uh, the gas is low. Um, or more likely that the, uh, that most of the game is happening, uh, centralized, uh, in a game and where some assets are, uh, are tokens, um, because, because of the, because of the inherent, like, uh, lack of user friendliness in, uh, in web three right now, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to, to build a game where, where you have to do a lot of transactions and you have to pay for it every time. Um, so probably something more closely to web two, I would say. Yeah, I mean, web, so gaming as a as a uh, uh, field of uh, uh, business. <laughs> I'm Swedish, so I forget the good English word sometimes. But uh, um, uh, gaming is thriving, right? And uh, mobile gaming is 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 thriving, and there's there's being so much money poured into this market, uh, and uh, the gamers are. Uh, they're spending both time and money on on something that they think is very very fun, uh, but they today they can't really monetize on that at all uh, unless you're you know a pro level uh, gamer at the top zero point one percent of like the uh, the gaming space. Then you compete for 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 big prize pools. Um, so since and uh, but you know tokenizing tokenizing these these gaming uh, gaming economies uh, will you know put put power over to over to uh, over to the gamers uh, where they can monetize and uh, this is you know what I believe and and uh, uh, a lot of you know uh, big people in in the space are talking about being uh, one of the could be one of the like big onboarding catalysts into uh, web uh, web three, uh, where you have this massive user base, uh, and all you really need to do is to help tokenize the the, the that gaming space. It's it's like perfect 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 example. So I, I definitely think that that's that's where uh, that's where we're going. Um, but also, uh, uh, so that, that's that's one part. But uh, also building infrastructure for for uh, you know esports for everybody. So having these these big uh, um, like ecosystems that 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 we're trying to build, where where you funnel funnel a big part of re revenue back into the gaming ga gaming space, where ordinary users can. Uh, you know, if they win a match, depending on their ranking, they actually win, uh, you know, a few bucks or, uh, if you're a high ranked player, uh, a lot of money. Um, um, when this starts coming, coming to life, uh, everything will be very, 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 uh, interesting, I would say. And, uh, uh. Yeah, the Web3 gaming space should, like, it is in a position where it should be able to be that onboarding uh, catalyst. I love it. Exciting stuff. Well, listen, we really appreciate you guys being here today. Um, before we we uh, wrap this up, I'd love for our listeners to understand where they can learn more about what you guys are working on and then maybe even go play the game. Where would you like to point our listener base? I mean, head head on head head on to head on to the website. Uh, 
uh, start clicking around. That's the way that that's the easiest way in. The ecosystem is massive. It's very difficult to to understand like right away. You know, that's play to earn for you. All right. Well, we'll link to all that stuff in our show notes. But yeah, thank you guys again for being here. I learned a lot about, uh, you know, how to approach the Web3 gaming space. And I hope our listeners did too. So thanks again. Thank you. Thanks a lot. 